Slava Jesus Christ, Slava Navika, Glory be to Jesus Christ, Glory be forever. This is Father Basil again doing another podcast. And today I'm going to read from this book, Light for Life, Part 2, The Mystery Celebrated. And uh, in the past I was talking about how do we worship in our church? How, what kind of worship services do we do? And um, the church building itself is very uh, important in our worship services because of the icons we have in the church, because of the altar, because of everything that's included in our worship. So I'll read a little bit about what this book says. All these aspects of worship find concrete expression in the Byzantine church building. Standing before the Pantocrator, the image of the inexpressible God, we find ourselves called to bow down and acknowledge our true status before God. We are surrounded by appointments recalling both the Temple of Jerusalem and its heavenly prototype, but clearly focused on the mystery of Christ that work among us. Standing shoulder to shoulder with the icons of the saints, we take our place in the community of the Holy Spirit. Some people feel that church buildings are unnecessary, since God is present everywhere, even in the field under the stars. If silent prayer for communing with God were the sole purpose of the church building, this argument would have weight, as many other places would serve this purpose as well. Of course, we sometimes take refuge in our churches as places of quiet and peace for private prayer, but the true purpose of the church building becomes manifest only with the liturgy celebrated there. There are essential aspects of his presence and his relationship to us which can be perceived best in the church building as it comes alive through use. In the church's liturgical worship, God is truly acting in the midst of his people. The Lord is at work, creating us anew. Salvation is a continuous happening, as the fathers often proclaimed. Hence, in the divine services, we are, present, we are present to the saving events of Christ's Paschal Mystery, as well as to the entire church, across time and space, which lives through a saving acts. The timeless and universal effect of these events is accented when they are celebrated in a properly appointed church building, representing the fullness of creation touched by the saving hand of God. The walls of Byzantine church buildings are usually covered with icons, proclaiming a theology in color. They follow certain traditional forms in portraying the scenes or persons depicted in order to reveal the teaching of the church. They visually attract the beholder by expressing levels of meaning too complex for words. Icons derive from the mystery of the Incarnation, in that Christ is the icon of the invisible God. In the, arc, in the Incarnation, God has become visible in human form, making it possible to depict him in Christ. The style of icons reflects the transfiguration of our humanity by the divinity of Christ, who is depicted as the perfect man, the model for all the other images of saints. The icons of the saints are painted according to the same principles as the icon of Christ, to show deification by the Spirit into the image of God. The saints' eyes, the mirrors of the soul, are open wide to represent wisdom and spiritual insight. 
Their posture and clothing are harmoniously arranged to represent integrity and wholeness of being. Icons de-emphasize physical features, physiognomy, in order to lead us to a perception of spiritual reality and beauty. The icon screen, or iconostas, is the most distinctive feature of the Byzantine church structure. Its practical function is to set apart the altar area from the main body of the church, the nave. This architectural purpose of the icon screen was drawn from the style of other public structures in the Roman and Byzantine Empire. The usual division between the area for the public and that for the official function was a low fence, often enhanced by columns with an architrave, a lintel running around the tops of the columns. Icons were given a more prominent place on the screen after the 9th century controversy with the iconoclasts, the icon breakers, had highlighted the connection with the incarnation. The theological function of the icon screen is to be the gate of paradise, proclaiming that through Christ, the reflection of the Father's glory, the exact representation of the Father's being. We have access to the Father and the kingdom of God. The icons of the mother of God, the apostles, the gospel scenes on the screen are placed there because of their connection with the mystery of the incarnation. Likewise, the church, represented by the icons of the parish patrons, is there as the continuation of the incarnation, according, uh, affording us spiritual and bodily union with God. The sanctuary and the nave have been given different meanings. The altar area represents the throne of God, become th truly present as our Father in heaven, who has lowered the heavens to dwell among us, his only Son. The nave, place of the worshipping community, signifies the pilgrim church on this journey towards the kingdom of God. The goal of this pilgrim church is to achieve unity with God beginning in this life and culminating in the future world. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. St. Maximus the Confessor has emphasized that both parts of the church structure share a common purpose. Maximus affirms that the structure of the church building is an icon symbolizing the unity between God and humanity, between spirit and flesh, between the future and the past, and between symbol and reality. Thus, the church structure represents the purpose of the church itself, to lead us into the very presence of God, so that we can be united with him. Through the very structure of the church building, the invisible reality of the church is presented to our bodily eyes, even as we and our gifts are transformed into our heavenly reality. So, you know, it's very important to understand the purpose of the church and the icons in the church, that we are worshipping with all the angels and saints, that they are present with us, and those icons represent those uh, you know, spiritual realities that are with us. And there's a purpose for every single part of the church. And it is so beautiful when we can go to the church and worship in the fullness of the community of believers. And, uh, you know, uh, 
as it said in the beginning of this talk here today, many people don't think that they need to go to the church, the church building, and that they could worship God wherever they are. But as it says, the whole purpose of the church is to gather people together to worship as a community of believers so that we can, um, you know, celebrate the life of Christ, to celebrate um, our joys, to comfort one another in our sorrows, to pray for one another, to give us that, um, that understanding that God is present among us and among all the people. And I think this is what's so important of worshiping in the church building. Anyways, I will uh, have another podcast in the near future. God bless you. Have a great day.